Hi, welcome to The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm your host, Dan Paletta. Thanks for being with us today. We're pleased to be joined by the new president of the Downtown Cleveland Alliance, Michael Deemer. Michael's been serving as interim president since the end of April when previous president, Joe Maranucci, retired. Michael became the president on June 24th. He's been with the Downtown Cleveland Alliance since 2011, having served as the executive vice president for development. Michael, thanks for joining us on The Landscape and congratulations. Thank you, Dan. It's a pleasure to be here. So I'm sure most listeners to The Landscape are familiar with what the Downtown Cleveland Alliance does, but for those who aren't, give us a quick overview of what, what the organization's mission is. Sure. Well, Downtown Cleveland Alliance is a nonprofit organization that's really dedicated to improving downtown Cleveland and attracting people, jobs, and investment to the business improvement district. Uh, we really envision downtown Cleveland as the 24-7 hub of an inclusive global city, a welcoming beacon of talent that weaves together the districts of downtown and the surrounding neighborhoods into a really seamless urban fabric. And we do that with uh, a series of programs. A lot of us, a lot of folks in the community know Downtown Cleveland Alliance by our clean and safe ambassadors who are a very visible and welcoming presence uh, around Downtown Cleveland. Uh, they do everything from pick up litter to remove graffiti. Uh, they serve as additional eyes and ears uh, for the Cleveland police, and they really serve as walking concierges for the workers, visitors, and residents of downtown. And in so many ways, they lay that clean, safe, welcoming foundation uh, that everything else that happens downtown follows from. Uh, we also have a business development center that serves as a single point of contact to help uh, businesses relocate and expand into downtown and to attract real estate uh, development and to attract more residents and talent uh, into the central business district. Uh, and then, of course, we have a very strong placemaking function where we uh, animate downtown's public spaces with uh, events, activities, and things to do for all the people who live, work, and play in downtown Cleveland. I was downtown about a month ago on a Saturday. It was a rainy Saturday in the middle of June. I had to go to the public library. It was about 3.30, 4 o'clock. And as I was driving around, I drove down Euclid Avenue. I was surprised and glad to see so many people out. There wasn't an Indians game and the weather wasn't very nice. So who was I seeing? Was I seeing residents or just people hanging out? I know that's kind of a hard question to answer, but I was just, there were so many people. I thought there's nothing really happening today. People are just downtown. Well, I'm really glad to hear that, Dan, because that validates what we've been saying at Downtown Cleveland Alliance and what we've really seen over the course of the last couple of months. And that is a, a steady return of workers and visitors into downtown Cleveland. Uh, the residents have really been the bedrock foundation for downtown over the last year and a half. I mean, downtowns really thrive on the energy that people coming together brings. And we haven't had workers, we haven't had as many residents, or excuse me, as many visitors uh, over the last year and a half. The 20,000 residents uh, that are in downtown Cleveland 24-7 have really been the foundation, and, and they've been with us all the way through the pandemic. Uh, but again, what we've seen over the last couple of months is more and more office workers steadily and surely returning, more and more visitors coming down for uh, staycations or just to come back and check out their old favorite restaurants or discover all the new places that have opened uh, over the course of the pandemic. So one of the things I'm most pleased by as I look at downtown is to see uh, that energy uh, that that downtowns really thrive upon uh, steadily returning over the last couple of months. What's the status of residential growth downtown over this last year? Well, we we hit a major milestone earlier this year. We crossed uh, the threshold of 20,000 residents in the first quarter of this year. And our our longtime goal had been to hit 20,000 residents uh, by the end of 2020. So 
we missed it by just a couple of months, but with a, a global pandemic intervening, we feel pretty good uh, about that. And we added a lot of new housing options over the last uh, year to year and a half. And we anticipate that that residential population is just going to continue to grow. Our new goal is to hit 30,000 residents in downtown Cleveland by the end of 2030. We often hear people talking about who want to move downtown, that there's plenty of apartments to find, but not so many single family housing units. How is that coming? Are developers becoming more interested in perhaps building more single family units? Yeah, we, we hear that as well. And we, we completely agree. We need more home ownership opportunities in downtown Cleveland. I'm very excited about uh, the development of the, the next phase of the Avenue townhomes, uh, which is underway as we speak. It's a small addition. It's a couple of dozen uh, new townhomes, but that's the real, the first real home ownership uh, new development that we've seen in downtown in a number of years. And I'm very pleased by the reaction. Uh, they're they're selling very quickly, and I think that's proving the market and showing that there's demand for more home ownership development, and that's something that we're going to be working hard on over the next couple of years. Cranes Cleveland Business would like to invite you to join us for our next virtual event on the 2021 calendar. Cranes will pay tribute to the top HR experts across five categories. Our Excellence in HR event will also take place virtually, free to attend on August 18th. Visit cranescleveland.com today and select the Events tab to register. The millennia companies had a plan to work with the union trust building on Euclid Avenue. Originally, it was going to be a hotel and some other things. And now they talked about workforce housing. Is that project still underway? Uh, it is, and it's 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 coming together very nicely. We're, we're very hopeful that uh, millennia will be able to move forward with that project uh, by the end of the year. And I think in a lot of ways, it, it ties to your previous question, Dan, about the home ownership opportunities. Uh, because what we've recognized for a, a long while at Downtown Cleveland Alliance is in order to have the strong, vibrant, inclusive downtown that we want to have, we really need a more diverse portfolio of housing options across the board. So we talked a little bit about home ownership opportunities. Uh, we need to see more, uh, more workforce housing opportunities, more high quality housing at price points that are affordable to a bigger percentage of the population, whether that's, uh, whether that's people who work on the front lines uh, in downtown Cleveland, whether that's recent college graduates, uh, we really we want downtown to be a place that's welcoming and inclusive uh, and creates opportunities for uh, people of all incomes across the city to have an opportunity to live. The Cleveland City Club recently had a forum about what they called the 15 minute city. What were they talking about? And is Cleveland one of them or are we on our way there? Well, uh, a 15 minute city is in many ways exactly what it sounds like. It's, it's a city that uh, everything that you could need or want is within a short 15-minute walk or bike ride outside your front door. And the way one of the ways we look at downtown Cleveland is we want downtown to be a model of that 15-minute neighborhood. We want downtown to be the kind of place that if you're living downtown, you can walk outside your front door and meet your daily needs within a 15-minute walk or 15-minute bike ride. And I think that we're well on our, our way there. I mean, one of the things that we, we love to hear from are, are stories from our downtown residents that uh, live car free uh, or car light uh, and how many things that they're able to do uh, within a short walk or bike ride of their uh, apartment. And you know, one of our, our goals over the next couple of years is to continue to add to the amenity base of downtown Cleveland, uh, add more retail, add more shops uh, so that we're truly a model of that 15-minute city uh, that was discussed at the City Club a little bit earlier this month and, you know, really create a model that can be replicated in other parts of the city so that Cleveland really can be 
a 15-minute city that's a collection of 15-minute neighborhoods. New Market Night Frank just published a report talking about office space, and they said over the first couple of quarters of 2021 that I think it was 500,000 square feet of negative absorption had taken place. Is this just an issue as people, more and more people get back to work and offices go back online that that number will start to go down? Well, it, it's interesting. I, I think it's a little bit too early to tell what the long-term trend is, is going to be. Uh, I think that one of the things I'm very encouraged by is the the number of employers that have continued to recommit to downtown Cleveland, to relocate, uh, to expand and invest in office space. You know, one of the things we talk about at the Alliance is that we're, we're big believers in, in place-based work culture, that uh, the way that we come together, uh, the way that we collaborate, innovate uh, when we're together, the mental health benefits of interacting with one another uh, are hard to replicate uh, in, in virtual systems like the one uh, you and I are engaging in right now. And is, as we step back and look at places like Sherwin-Williams, you know, that's moving forward with uh, a million square foot corporate headquarters uh, in the heart of downtown Cleveland, uh, places like Rocket Ward Fieldhouse uh, that are expanding uh, their office footprint and bringing more workers into downtown, cross-country mortgage, uh, which is breaking ground soon on a relocation of their corporate headquarters to downtown. I, I think those investments in place-based, uh, excuse me, place-based work culture are a good strong indication that while there might be more flexibility in uh, work schedules in in the future, uh, that that need uh, for people to come together, the need that employers have to bring people together but the need of workers, the employees themselves, uh, to be together, to work together, to collaborate and innovate together, uh, that's not going away anytime soon. And I think that bodes well for the future of downtown Cleveland. Over and over in talking to employers, they talk about the fact that it's just, it's difficult to mentor people over Zoom calls. You know, it's not the same as me coming to your desk and saying, Michael, I have a problem. How do I fix this? Well, I, I think that that's a, it's a great example that, you know, we have uh, an, an entire class of uh, recent college graduates, really a, a year or two worth of college graduates that are coming into new employment situations that haven't had that opportunity uh, to be mentored, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, live and in-person uh, in a work environment. And there's really no uh, substitute for that. And, you know, one of the things we found with our own team at, at Downtown Cleveland Alliance, and I think this is you know, representative of what we've uh, heard from other employers, is it's not really a question of productivity. I mean, people you know, work hard regardless of where they are. Uh, they work just as hard when they're sitting in front of their uh, laptop at home or where they're sitting in Zoom meetings. A lot of it is about the, the, the quality of the interaction, whether that's being mentored, uh, whether it's the, the serendipitous ideas and creativity that come, to, that come from being together, uh, the collaboration. Uh, and again, I keep coming back to just the mental health benefits of being with your colleagues, being able to look people in the eye and be in close proximity to each other. There's really no substitute for that. And I, I think while flexibility is going to be a, a greater part of our work strategies and work policies uh, in the future, uh, there, there's no question that there's going to be a, a real need and desire uh, for people to come together in, in the office environment. We're talking with Michael Deemer. He's the president of the Downtown Cleveland Alliance. He joins us for the Landscape, but Crane's Cleveland podcast. I'm your host, Dan Paletta. Michael, some other positive developments. Jack Casino is going to be expanding a little bit, at least into Terminal Tower. What's that all about? I'm not sure I, I could say exactly how Jack Casino intends to, to use uh, their their space. I know that Rocket Mortgage uh, has taken on uh, more uh, space and is planning on uh, adding 
uh, hundreds of employees over the last over the next uh, couple of years, and we're, we're excited about the uh, you know a lot of the overall activity at Terminal Tower and the the Tower City Center uh, complex. Uh, you know, Terminal Tower itself uh, has been uh, renovated into a mixed use building, so uh, we have uh, residents living in, in Terminal Tower and close proximity to uh, a, a lot of uh, work and office space. Uh, and, and the office occupancy in the tower continues to be very strong as well. Uh, and of course, you know, Tower City Center is, is our, our great example of uh, transit-oriented uh, mixed-use development uh, in downtown with the, the light rail uh, that comes in through the facility. And I, I think uh, we're going to see a lot of uh, exciting development in uh, the entire complex over the next couple of years. And you know, Jack Casino and their their expansion into the Higby building is just one part of that. The K&D group received some good news re- recently with their uh, redevelopment of 55 Public Square. If you're of a certain age, you can still call it the illuminating building. Sounds like they got some tax credits. Yeah. Uh, for uh, folks who, who aren't aware, uh, the state of Ohio has an historic tax credit program that's modeled after a federal federal program. And in downtown Cleveland, we've really used those, his, those historic tax credits uh, to great advantage. We're, we're one of the national leaders in the United States in converting uh, historic office space into new mixed uses, such as hotel and residential. And that's you know one of the things that's really positioned us well to emerge strongly coming out of the pandemic. A lot of other cities are starting to think about converting older office buildings into to mixed uses and residential uh, we're already national leaders of that strategy, and we're, we're doubling and tripling down on it. Uh, 55 Public Square is the latest example of that. Uh, as you mentioned, a, a project owned by the K&D Group, uh, which has a number of uh, residential properties and mixed-use properties across downtown. Uh, they were just recently awarded uh, a, a state historic tax credit uh, that will further the renovation of that building into both residences uh, and office space. And, you know, that'll be not only another terrific addition for, for downtown living, uh, but it's another piece of a puzzle uh, rounding out the area around Public Square uh, and, of course, directly adjacent to the future home of Sherwin-Williams Corporate Headquarters. Uh, you know, in a couple of years between the, the completion of the, the Sherwin-Williams Headquarters and uh, the renovation of 55 Public Square, uh, the completion of 75 Public Square, which is being renovated as we speak, uh, Public Square is going to look like... Uh, a, a very different and exciting place. Another historic district that's received some support and, and starting to see some renovation is the Erie View Historic District. Remind us where that is. Where, what does that exactly encompass? Well, the, the Erie View Historic District uh, is, you know, roughly between uh, Chester Avenue uh, and Lakeside and East 9th Street and East 12th Street. And that's an area that was just recognized earlier this year as downtown Cleveland's 10th historic district. And it brings to over 270 uh, the number of buildings in downtown Cleveland uh, that are considered as part of historic districts. And that's important because it makes them more easily qualify for uh, the historic tax credit programs I, I talked about a few moments ago. And it's, you know, when you think about the residential growth that we've seen in downtown Cleveland over the last several years, you know, so much of it has really been around the adaptive reuse of historic properties and the the number of historic districts that we've worked with property owners uh, to create and the success that we've had in bringing uh, historic tax credit financing uh, to projects across downtown 
is really is really what has contributed to our success in growing the downtown population. And you know, we believe that the Erie View Historic District is going to be our our next big uh, success story, building off the same strategy that's been so successful uh, along Euclid Avenue and in Playhouse Square, the Gateway District, uh, and the Warehouse District. Uh, we think that we're going to see that same type of uh, mixed-use investment and redevelopment in the historic Erie View District. Events help bring people downtown. We had a major event, the Alliance team with Caramu House and Ingenuity Cleveland to have the first Juneteenth celebration in, in the downtown area. How did that go? Uh, Juneteenth was a terrific celebration, and it was really a great way to, to kick off our, our, our Welcome Back to Downtown Cleveland uh, campaign. It was the first really big event to occur in downtown after the public health restrictions were lifted at the beginning of June. And it really it really came together and turned out to be uh, the right event with the right partners uh, at the right time. Uh, we've done a lot of work over the past year uh, with Ingenuity and uh, a number of uh, Black artists to in the Voices of Klee project, uh, which was a project that we kicked off uh, last summer in partnership with Ingenuity uh, to really document uh, the uh, the spirit of the times, the, the reckoning for uh, racial justice and uh, our collective drive for greater racial equity and inclusion across our community and in downtown. And the Voices of Clee Project was a, a mural program that again, uh, again engaged black and brown artists to really uh, document what was happening in, in our country, in our community, uh, to inspire change. And we were able to build on that partnership uh, with Ingenuity uh, bring Caramu House, which is one of Cleveland's true cultural gems, the oldest African-American producing theater in the entire United States. Uh, we were able to bring Caramu in and feature them uh, at center stage in downtown Cleveland and hold uh, our first, what we hope will be annual uh, Juneteenth Freedom Festival. And we had uh, over 10,000 folks come down to uh, enjoy the event uh, it was just one of those days that uh, Cleveland looked and felt like you want it to be every day, a truly uh, inclusive experience uh, where we had uh, Clevelanders from all walks of life. And uh, we're grateful to our presenting sponsor, Metro Health, who, who made it happen. Uh, the partnership with Caramu was incredible. Uh, we just had incredible uh, performances and art uh, throughout the day. So that's a partnership that uh, we think is is just uh, is just finding its potential, one that we hope to grow on uh, every year for the next several years, and and continue to make that Juneteenth Freedom Festival uh, a model uh, for other communities across the country to follow. Cleveland has a mayoral election coming up in November. From the vantage point of the alliance, what are some of the things you hope the new mayor might focus on? Well, this is uh, a, a very important uh, election for the city of Cleveland, and uh, it's certainly an important election for for downtown Cleveland. You know, I, as I step back and, and look at it, uh, you know, we're we've been in touch with all of the candidates uh, that uh, are, are running for uh, office, and it, we'll be putting out a public policy agenda uh, in the early part of August uh, as part of uh, our, our discussion uh, around the campaign. Uh, but I think that uh, as, as we step back and, and look at it, uh, making sure that uh, we're working with the new administration to uh, have an environment that's uh, conducive to attracting 
uh, more people, jobs, and investment in the downtown is very important. Uh, it's important to make sure that we're addressing quality of life issues uh, that are important to residents as we continue to uh, grow and build uh, downtown Cleveland as a, a real neighborhood. And uh, I think it's also very important that we continue to uh, enhance and add to the mobility uh, options and infrastructure uh, that we have in downtown Cleveland. You know, we, we talked early in our conversation about uh, the 15-minute city and being able to get around uh, to the things that you need and want to do within a 15-minute walk or bike ride. Uh, we need to have the uh, not just the amenities, uh, but the infrastructure in place uh, that allows residents, workers, and visitors to get around in that fashion. Uh, and that's something that we're going to need to work very closely with the new administration on. Finally, Cleveland has many things downtown, many amenities, things to do. But what's the one thing that if you could say, I, I wave my magic wand and I could add this one thing, what might it be? Ah, that's a, that's a terrific, terrific question. Uh, if, you'd, if you'd asked me uh, a year and a half ago, I would have said uh, a, a global headquarters on the surface parking lots between Public Square and the Warehouse District. But uh, that wish has been granted. Uh, look, looking forward to Sherwood Williams uh, making that wish come true uh, over the next couple of years. I, I think as I, as I step back and, and look at it, uh, we see a real opportunity to make historic Euclid Avenue from Public Square to Playhouse Square, a, a, a truly special uh, experience. And uh, what if I could wave my magic wand, I'd, I'd like to flash forward a couple of years uh, and see historic Euclid Avenue uh, filled with uh, unique, uh, eclectic uh, shops and restaurants from Public Square to Playhouse Square uh, that creates a truly uh, unique, authentic Cleveland experience uh, that really draws uh, visitors, not just from the region, but from all over uh, to check out. And, and I think we've, we've got that opportunity uh, with Euclid Avenue to really, really make it uh, something special. Sounds like something to look forward to. Michael Deemer, thanks so much for joining us today. Appreciate it, Dan. Thanks for the opportunity. Michael Deemer is the president of the Downtown Cleveland Alliance. He joined us for the Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. On behalf of our producer, Cody Smith, thanks for joining us. I'm Dan Paletta. We'll talk again soon.